This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese, Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Where else to start other than your trip to the Sea Life Centre today? How was that? Yeah, I've had quite the last couple of days, to be fair, and it's all been capped off for the trip to the Sea Life Centre today at Blackpool. My eldest brother is working today, and my and his wife is also working today. So my mother is on a babysitting duties today. So. We thought, why not take them to the Sea Life Centre at Blackpool? Now, my sister was off work, which means that she was able to bring her son. And then my penultimate eldest brother also came along because he works nights and therefore was able to come. So all of my nieces and nephews were in attendance. And it was a thoroughly entertaining afternoon, looking at sharks and stingrays and other various species of fish. Really enjoyed it. It's good to see how the kids get genuinely excited to see these things because the older you get in life, the more fish you tend to see and the less <laughs> excited you become. Like, yeah. there was a turtle there which was genuinely exciting. Like, it was a genuine moment. Like, I, I don't, yeah. well, I have actually seen a turtle before, but like, not that up close and personal with one. And this one was 24. So, like, the same age as me and 17 stone, not quite as heavy as I. Yeah, it was a genuine moment in time to see a turtle. And I really enjoyed it, yeah. A nice, wholesome day. Turtle was 17 stone. I didn't think they were that yeah, heavy. Incredible. Wow. Yeah. Must have been in the turtle gym. Mm, yeah. How, did it, how much did it set you back? Well, my mum works for the NHS and therefore what they call them cards, like a blue light card, is it one of them? Mm. I think if you rock up on the day, it's quite expensive. I think it's it's like 20-odd quid, whereas we paid 13, which I thought was just about right. And it must have been a long time since you've been to the Sea Life Centre. Yeah, well, mum was talking about how I went on a school trip when I was at Whitefield Primary School. And I reckon that was the last time I went, and I don't recall going at all. 
Mm. We've got quite a cool thing in the Stingray experience where you can get down low, you go under this thing, and then you you come up, and it's 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 a bit like you're in the water. Like they've got this sort of like pod thing that you go in, and you get your picture taken there. You're actually in the water. You don't get wet at all, uh, and you don't no. get stung by stingrays. That would be taking your life into your own hands, but it's quite a cool feature. Remind me of Steve Irwin, stingrays. God rest his soul. Yeah, indeed. Quite a key sort of character in us growing up, and I bet he died yes. when we were still quite. Yeah, he was a riveting watch, Steve Irwin. He was just yeah, he was larger than life, wasn't he? Really good at his job until he wasn't, of course. Wasn't to be for England in Ranchi, but we'll skip to the footy. Were you up at four a.m. this morning? I was up at four a.m. Still hopeful because any outcome is possible, no matter how unlikely it may seem, and that outcome got progressively more likely as the day went on. India got off a bit of a flyer and then stopped into a bit of a hole completely. Yeah. England struck, they went pop, pop, they got Jaiswal, and then they got Rohit. And then, again, when you do another Zaza, <laughs> you get the box office Ravi Jadeja after lunch, and then you get the impressive mercurial Safras Khan afterwards. You're thinking, could they? You know, this team you never write off, but Ultimately, there's one hurdle too many. And England were the architects of their own downfall in Ranchi this week. We really ought to be winning. England could take a lot of positives from this tour. It's still not over yet. There's still plenty to play for in Darren Charlotte, even if they cannot win the series, they cannot rescue the series. Good skipping over the cricket. Thanks for that. I'm joking. We have to do our due diligence, don't we? We have to do our due diligence. I don't listen to the boo boys and girls who tweet us with the come here to listen to Preston North End related stuff. Can you stop talking about cricket? Because I also get the equal amount, if not more amount of people who come up to me and say, can you stop talking about Preston North End related stuff and just give us the absolute nonsense? Mm. So we need to find that, Happy that media. fine balance. Yeah. And before we go into Coventry away on Friday evening, guess where I was yesterday quickly. Just give one or two guesses. I'm trying to think of you be real. Well, that was in bed late at night, so you could have been anywhere. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it was in bed. Were you at Wembley? No. One more guess and I'll give you, because that would be ridiculous. I mean, I did guessing and guessing and guessing. Was it in this country? It was. It, was, it, was, it wasn't It was. too far from where you derive, actually. Not far from where I derive. Uh, the Pig and Whistle? No. Sunday yesterday, wasn't it? Where you, uh, where you derive? Where I... Oh, derive. Well, I, I meant derive, like where you My old house. Walk. Ah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Go on, hit me with it. Anyway, I'll give it to you. I was at the Lost Hall Con Club yesterday. Right. Watching a Legends darts exhibition <laughs> with the King of Bling, Bobby George, and one dart, Peter Manley. I have Peter to Manley say in Lost Hall, wow. It, <laughs> it was one of the great afternoons. It was ridiculous from start to finish. Absolutely mental. Two re- really genuinely humorous individuals telling stories about darts and all that sort of thing, and like lo- life on and off the hockey. It was a really good way to spend a Sunday afternoon, and they've got plenty more events to uh, to come as well. So I would normally plug a conservative club on here, but uh, yeah, they've got events coming up with Ricky Hatton, Frotch and Groves on the ten year anniversary since that night at Wembley. Stephen Bunting is going to be there. And, of course, five-time world darts king Ray Van Barneveld. Ray wow. Van Barneveld is going to be in Lost Stock Hall. £25. 
Jeez. 25 quid. Oh, God. So they, they don't play darts, they just talk. Or they do they play? No, they do play darts. They yeah, play, yeah. wow. Yeah, they play members of the audience who are getting progressively more and more pissed as the afternoon goes on. Therefore, oh, the heckling yeah. gets, gets more. How can you heckle Bobby George? Trebles for show, dabbles for dough. Is the um, <laughs> coin phrase with one of the worst impressions. Anyway, football. You sure? I'm stuck in the most awful traffic on the M6 and I see your B-Real pop up when you're in the pub. But you just did your planning, didn't you? You were there early doors. Not your first rodeo, yes. is it? No. No, I was going to say, this isn't my first rodeo. I was on the 20 past 8 train out of Preston on Friday morning to Liverpool New Street. Uh, Birmingham New Street. Made a few beers in Birmingham then went on to Coventry. And went to the old Windmill Pub, which is one of those retro things, one of these, a pub that I think was around in something like the 1400s. Really nice pub, actually, old-fashioned and, you know, one of those quintessential pubs. And the highlight for me in here was the black pudding pork pie that they did, which was quite a nice snack to keep us going before we had a post-match curry after the game in Coventry. Really, really enjoyed it. I had a really, really nice mix of pork and black pudding because you don't want to go overboard on either. You don't want it coming and it's only a slither of black pudding. It was like a slice in the middle of the pork pie. So like it was sliced, but like there was a wedge of black pudding in the middle, whereas most common observers would reckon that the black pudding would be just beneath the pastry. And it wasn't. It was wedged into the pork pie, which is a particular highlight. And I really, really enjoyed it. It came with a small bowl of pickled onions, which anybody who knows me will know I'm a massive pickled onions fan. When I die, I'd like to be buried with a jar of pickled onions. So I was delighted with that. But yeah, planning came off nicely. We spent an enjoyable evening in Coventry, which is a bit of a dive, by the way. I didn't realise just how much. But yeah, Where did you get to? We got speaking to a few Cov supporters pre-game in a pub that wasn't too far away from the ground. And the first thing to note is that he wasn't confident whatsoever because it turns out that we are quite a bogey side there, aren't we? Like, we never, ever lose there, really, other than the JPT evening, which was amusing to look back on. And they weren't confident whatsoever, which is weird because they were in a great run of form, like, had a great run of results previously. And we weren't particularly confident at all. They advised us to go to a pub after the game and to join them again. So obviously nothing. Oh, you must have made <laughs> quite the impression. Yeah, and we were keen to re-frequent with them. Yeah, they weren't there. And this place was a bit rough. Mm. I get the impression they might have tried to scupper us. They might have tried to send us into a lion, lion's den. <laughs> so we had a rum and coke in there. And then we Googled curry houses, me and Declan, my pal, who came along. And then we ended up in this nice curry house. Really, really enjoyed it. Can't remember what I had, really. It was off the special menu, that's for sure. Of course, of course. So they weren't confident. I find that strange. Oh. I don't really read into history too much. Like Coventry had lost one in 14. Why should they not be confident? But maybe, maybe these things do play on people's minds. You wouldn't think it should. No. Make no mistake. There's absolutely no logic whatsoever in thinking that just because North End have done quite well at Coventry previously, that they will do so this time. 
is absolute nonsense. And anybody who tries to tell you differently is talking absolute psycho babble for those out there who like to play Solly Bingo as Wheelo coined it. A local news editor has suggested I get a buzzer or a dinger every time you say one of your phrases. Although yeah, I do suspect just... that could get on people's tits. Yeah, that just made the podcast a complete farce, wasn't it? Hmm. What a ridiculous idea that is. How on earth has that gentleman managed <laughs> to make it into an editor's <laughs> role? You never know. But anyway, yeah, look, there was no reason why they weren't particularly confident. Like, they lost like one in 12 or something going into it. 14. Something like that. What in 14? <laughs> not oh, I don't fancy all. this. No. Nah, I mean, come on now. Well, maybe, that, that, yeah. maybe those are the waves this Preston team are making at the minute. Mm, yeah, maybe the maybe there's tremors going up and down the country in the championship. This perhaps. is weird. I've just received a message as we've just had that, that chat there saying, "Where's my pod?" As in podcast from the local news editor. That is strange, isn't it? Yeah, that is odd. Wow. Uh, I've had messages this morning asking where the podcast is, and people weren't happy with our man Flinny last week for not getting the podcast out. And really? Last week, I had messages. But luckily, we love Flinny, and we think Flinny does a great job. Yeah. I don't know why we weren't confident, really. Obviously. Who said that? Oh, you said to them you weren't confident. Yeah, yeah. Well, it just appeared a tough game, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. a really tricky game under the lights, which has absolutely no outcome on the result, by the way, but it is a factor in this sort of thing. Our record there is pretty good. Again, that makes absolutely no no difference whatsoever. Yeah, we're in a pretty good run of ourselves at the moment, aren't we? We've got absolutely nobody to fear if we can go and beat the old conquering Coventry. Indeed. Yeah, McCann, it was one of them nights where you didn't really know what to expect. You could see a nil-nil, you could see Preston winning, anything really. I suppose that's the case with most games, but McCann comes in for Brady, who misses out. And I thought McCann was outstanding, but so many others were as well. It was just, a, yeah. there was an intensity from the start. Helps when you score after a minute. But I've not seen us as threatening as that for quite a while in terms of just felt like we were going to score every time we attacked. Yeah, it was the complete away performance at a place that's proved incredibly tough to do so. Like North End obviously started as a minute to go on by scoring, scoring early. And there might have been the people out there who like to come out with that other nonsense that you can score too early as well. Perhaps North End scored too early on Friday night because it proved that was absolute rubbish. And North End went on to run out comfortable winners to the extent where you didn't really have a moment's issue with what was going on. Like There was no real nervy moments. It was a bit like the Cardiff game. Once North End took the lead, which was after a minute, there was one-way traffic really after that. And they deserve a massive amount of credit for doing that. Because like we said, Coventry playoff finalists last year in a really, really good run of form themselves. They're a good team. They've got some really good players. And to go there and do that, was a real statement, I thought. Everybody had a really, really good game. And I don't really want to get too carried away with it, but it just proved that that 11 and that team performance is capable of doing pretty much anything. Because like we spoke about quite a lot, uh, that sixth and maybe even fifth place is there for the taking this season. And if North End continue to perform like that, we will get that. We will get that play. Wow. One of those plays. There it is. We will, if we perform like that. Yeah. Highly unlikely to do so. But yeah, this was a statement win. A really, really top performance by more or less everybody on the pitch. I know Steve Ayer said 
you know, well-respected analyst and, you know, his stuff for Radio Lanks always gets good interaction, doesn't he? He said Will Keane was his man of the match, but I just thought Reese looked an absolute monster, struck the fear of God into their defenders, didn't he, from the start? I mean, he just looks like he's been in a lab for 12 months and he's come out of this unbelievable, as this unbelievable thing. Yeah. He looks better than he did. A bit like a caged animal. Yeah. Like rare unleashed. and and Yeah. And now he's been unleashed. And let's have it right. That strike partnership with Keane and Reese is a complete nightmare to come up against. Yeah. Because you've got Reese who, who's got stronger uh, and he's quick and he can do you. And then you've got the more intricate Keane who's clever and wily and all that sort of thing. Like, it's just not the sort of combination you want to come up against. Let's have it right, Keith's not slow either. Like, he's no slouch. It is a mobile front two, and they're both scoring goals, which is mental, really, for the North End to have a strike partnership at this level who are consistently scoring. Like, I don't think we've really spoken about this enough. Like, Will Keane, what's he on now for the campaign? 12, it's like, it, four and four yeah. for Reese with an yeah, asterisk. It's like, well, yeah, because <laughs> has Reese actually scored any goals this season? Talk about it last time where. Reese at the moment has got this way of convincing defenders to put the ball in their own net and then claiming <laughs> it's his goal. Yeah, and he's rubbing off on Frockia. Indeed. Yeah, he's managed to do it. <laughs> I don't know how Frockia didn't connect with that, by the way. But as it happened, the defender just managed to slap his goalkeeper instead. Which <laughs> was, uh, really, really kind of him. But yeah, that one has just about ricocheted off Reese in, hasn't it? Yeah. In the open skirmishes on Friday night. And yeah. Long may this genuinely potent strike partnership continue to flourish because if they can continue until the end of the season, 12 games to go or something, is it? 12, 13? 12, 12 matches, games. 12 matches, yeah. Why not? It's not a massive sample size of games. If we can continue this run, it would be decisive. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mac Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, the next three games felt really important to see where we're at. And we've passed the first test. Hull will be tough again. And then it's Southampton, isn't it? But Millwall have just gone there and won. So you wouldn't write Preston off playing anyone at the minute, really. No. Which shows how far they've come in a short space of time. I remember saying a few weeks ago, what what has Ryan Lowe got left to try? And suddenly he's just, from somewhere, got all these players in the same team. There's no changes, is there really? Unless he needs to. You, you kind of know him what's, what the team's going to be. And they all just look really confident. Yeah, you'd be mental to change it now. And I don't imagine that coming on. And maybe there's a wider conversation to have here about how much emphasis you put on on the influence the manager. of a manager, really. But obviously, North End have got much better players on the pitch now than they did when we were going through that rut. Let's have it right. Like yeah. Reese and Keane play together. And the, they're really intelligent as well. They're all, they all yeah. get the game, don't they? The likes of Whiteman and Brown. You, even if there was well, no manager, 
you could imagine them, yeah. them guys would go out there and know what to do. Yeah. And they're quite experienced, let's be right, aren't they now? Yeah. Like Brown and Whiteman have played a lot of games. Got the likes of Lindsay at the back, who's played for a long time as well. Woodman, etc. Will King's played, played for Yonks incredibly. He played for 10 years ago, which is mental wow. to think. Is it 10 years? Maybe eight years. Nine years. It could be 10 years. Mm. It was the first year back in the championship, weren't it? So it was nine years, 2015, when he scored at Burnley. But yeah, having said that, the counter arguments to that sort of question about managers is what Jurgen Klopp's able to do at Liverpool, albeit against a genuinely odd entity in Chelsea, who. Did you read Barney Renee's piece after the game? Yes. On. Yeah. yeah. Really, really enjoyed that, to be fair. As I always. You did one as well in the Guardian which is good as well did you know you can turn notifications on on the Guardian app for when those two have an article published I didn't know that I've done it I did not know that yeah I might have to do that because I'd never tire of reading those guys but yeah in my opinion I think we overreg how much influence a manager has ultimately the better team will win more games like you said these next couple of games are really tough like Huller and Sparkling home at the moment. They've gone to Southampton recently and won. Got a really good squad there with an exciting up-and-coming manager as well. And they look the sort of outfit will be in the playoffs. So it's Yeah, I think, I think they're the ones to dislodge, aren't they? Yeah. Norwich are quietly going about the business quite well. Yeah. I'm not sure where that's come from. Problem, aren't they? I reckon Norwich are reversing to the mean, really. Their squad, their squad's pretty all right, isn't it? Yeah. And they couldn't go on not doing particularly well. Just Imagine after that that absolutely ghastly nil-nil at Carrow Road, you'd have said, these two are going to be right in the hunt. Yeah. You'd have been, right yeah. Yeah. You'd have been <laughs> told that you were absolutely mental. But yeah, and then Southampton are starting to falter a little bit, but they, they couldn't go on winning and winning and winning and staying unbeaten for as long as they did. So yeah, that would be a tough game, but we'll talk about that in much more detail after this one, because Hull... Mm. Hull deserve a lot of respect. They're a good side, a good outfit. But again, Hull will be looking at this game and thinking, they've just had West Brom, haven't they? Yeah. Um, and they'll be thinking, Christ, it doesn't get much easier here. Like going to Deepdale, North End in really good form. Like North End shouldn't be fearing Hull. That's for sure. I think it'd be a really, really good game at Deepdale on Saturday. I'm looking forward to it a lot. Oh, it'd be a brilliant game. They'll bring 3,000 at least, you would imagine. Maybe even more. Yeah. We'll, we'll, the place we'll really get... ought to be a sellout. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully the sun is shining. Could be a cracking occasion. I'd much prefer it be like raining and grey and horrible, personally. That's that's proper footballing weather, that. It, yeah, in terms of... That'd be... probably help us, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's a leveller, yeah. as they say in the trade. <laughs> what a lot of nonsense. <laughs> Ideally, yeah. they've, got, they've got a few trendy players, haven't they? Tricky players. Ideally, you just kick every single one of them up in the first five minutes and... That is how yeah. you've got to go and give it to these guys. You can't let Zaruri and Carvalho and Philogene just twinkle toe around Deepdale, can you? You've got to. We're intense on Wednesday and Wednesday, intense on Friday, right. and we've got to be that again. Yeah, well, we saw what Zaruri could do last year at Turf Moor when he ripped the arse out of us. So it would be wise of us just to absolutely bludgeon this guy early doors. <laughs> Not quite as easy as that. Uh, these players tend to manage to <laughs> avoid defenders, hence why they're so good. Yeah, tricky game. They've got some quality. Just a good team. Really good squad. Play the game in a in a nice, pure manner. 
and yeah, what a what a nice time it would be at the moment to be a tiger. The it's a very, very good time to be a Preston North End fan. When are we ever in a serious challenge to make the top six? Very rare, really. And then it does happen to be every year. Sounds silly. I wasn't completely comfortable at half time because they'd had that chance, hadn't they, before the break. It was a great save. And I thought if they score one, then it'd get a bit nervy. But it ended up being a procession. Yeah. It's all about weather in that storm early in the second half, isn't it? When, you, when you've got a commanding lead like that, you just need to kill moments, don't you? You need to kill time. 20 minutes after the break, nothing's happened after that. Like they've got a real mountain to climb. And that's what happened, really. Well, they huffed and puffed without creating a great deal. And no offence, we're just professionals, the term. I don't think we've played that well away from home for quite a while, like that complete performance. No. And... I appreciate I had a few more drinks, but I was never nervous whatsoever. Frockyar was winding people up, wasn't he? Good to see. That is a, that's mm. just a sign of a confident person, never mind player. Really yeah. kind of enjoyable. Yeah, which is great. Swagger. Yeah. Really nice about him. And like it was quite cold in the way he did it as well. Like he it wasn't a very British manner of doing it. It was very True. continental. Yeah. Like, very, like, you're just a bunch of idiots, you lot, type thing. <laughs> yeah. And when you compare... Who are you? Like, the sort of last time we had that sort of crowd involvement at Coventry, Chad Evans did it, didn't he, when he got substituted, came round the back and did it to the away end, where he tried rallying the away end up, and then they leveled it really late, didn't they? But this was quite a nice contrast, where Mass was winding them up in Peter Manley-style pantomime villain antics. Enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, really good. And you uh, had a bit of an issue with your balance. Yeah. By the Access All Areas video shot by Preston's official videographer. You were caught red-handed, toppling down. Talk us through that one. Remind me to steer well clear of that guy's camera because he's got me clear as day, hasn't he? Yeah, I was leaning on on the chair below me, so I rested my foot or standing on it. And when that chair went from beneath me, I was also a tip. <laughs> Luckily, Did you go flying was into a woman? No. <laughs> Look like you went flying um, into a woman. Yeah, I didn't quite go flying into the woman. I think the woman had a shock when I landed next to her. Yes. As you can imagine, I'm quite a big frame, quite a big presence. So when you go flying down rows, it's, it can be quite a scary moment for other people. You were fine. No, I've just got a few bruises on the old legs. The away end looked a really good thing. Was it fun to be in there? It's a really tricky away end to get any atmosphere going, I think, Coventry. It's just a massive space. It's huge, um, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to get atmosphere going. Yeah, the away end was fine. I wouldn't, wouldn't describe it specifically great or, or by any means bad. But it looked good, didn't it? Yeah, it looked good. Well, yeah, towards the end and that's the goals, it looked good. And you were pestering staff members on Saturday night, I believe, in uh, wherever you were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got a real apology to make to Matt Jackson, the physio. I was chatting away to him in the Stanley Arms. You know, when you're talking to somebody, you can just tell the thinking, well, will this guy piss off? <laughs> it was pretty much that. And then my other mate was going over. When I'd give him some respite and a break, then my other mate would go over and start chewing his ear off. Oh, so he must have been thinking, these are an absolute, a pair of absolute idiots, these two. But I was trying to talk about Alex Neal to him. Oh, you idiot. <laughs> like, he wasn't really having any of it. Um, oh, he wouldn't give anything away. He wouldn't give anything. I was trying to get some 
some like juicy stuff out of him, and he was basically like just playing me with a very very straight bat. Right, onto quizzing. You just told me you've not cheated before doing it, so this should be hard. Yeah, this will be difficult. December the twenty eighth, twenty fifteen. This is very difficult, you know, because who the hell remembers getting his hole at home? Well, I wouldn't have thought we got beat because we always won at home on the grace and always. I think we won 23 out of 23 at home last season. Yes, um, I think so. And lost every single away game. Correct, 2-0. And occasionally when we went to the bigger clubs, 3-0. I'm going to say that this match finished 2-0 to Preston. Just the one? Just the one poor Gallagher strike from a well-worked free kick with Daniel Johnson in front of the town and rolled across Gallagher... Wheels round the back, yeah. curls it in. Harry Maguire yeah, in the whole team. Yeah, the old tricks are the best, aren't they? Yes, and they Johnson are indeed. Gallagher quite enjoyed teeing each other up for those things. It didn't matter who was taking the spot kick or who was doing the sort of running around in the box. They were both Correct. effective at doing so. And North End scored a few of those type, type things, didn't they? Yeah, he did it a couple time. of times, yeah, two or three times. Yeah, but now North End have got much better sequences at these pieces, and that's With, uh, Well, yes, as seen on Friday night in Coventry when the ball was played back to Alan Brown and clipped to the back stick. It wasn't Correct. done by uh, chance, that um, piece of magic. Yeah, yeah. there might be some people out there who who reckon that that was off the cuff from Brown and that it happened to happen. But that is just not the case. These are the tireless hard yards that that they put in, listening and learning from Mr. Murphy. So um, yeah, it's great to see it starting to pay off with Peter Murphy because you know we started off really well and then we had that turbulent time. But now you just get the impression the Scouse is just starting to come into his own. And on the topic of another Scouser, Josh Series made his debut. Very nice, ninety second minute, but obviously. The big question will be, what can he go on to do from here? Because you've Correct. done nothing yet, have you? But no. he does seem one there's a bit of faith in. I think, I hope anyway, that Ryan Lowe isn't just giving these lads debuts for the sake of it, as he may have done with some of the earlier ones to get brownie points and stuff like that. These should only really be coming on now if, the, if, there's, if they're really going to be good enough. So hopefully Siri is one of those. that Because right-back's going to be there for somebody in a, in a year or two or three years, isn't it? Yeah, well, next season, about, really. Yeah, maybe. You spoke about the article in The Guardian by um, Barney Roney where he spoke about how, like, quite often in sport, these youngsters, especially football, these youngsters, these youngsters get opportunities where there's nothing really to play for, like the quite low-intensity affairs. I suppose when you're coming on in stoppage time with the game already won, that is one of those things. Whereas Jürgen Klopp likes to chuck his kids in at the deep end of a cup final. Yeah, like you say, hopefully it's the start of something, not the end of something. Like obviously, great moment for the youngsters to come on, all those sort of nights out with your mates missed and all that sort of thing. The sacrifices, not just you, but your parents and coaches who've helped you develop and nurture the football to get to this point. Hopefully it all starts to feel worthwhile now, but ultimately this is just the start, hopefully, for Josh Siri. Well said. Noah Moweni and you Moweni on our, not that you said rival, but the PNE pod. Are you going to be listening to that? Well, I haven't actually listened to any of them yet. I need to do that. Yeah, I need to do that because it's remiss of me not to have done so. And 
what better way to do it than listening to Yule and Noah Mulaney? Mm. So I will have to go and listen to that uh, without doubt. Tell you what, there were some questionable answers to the um, to the darts walkout song, wasn't it? If I had my wicked way, Lazen Stewart would never play for the club again. Sweet Caroline, what sort of thing's that? Ridiculous maybe, suggestion. Maybe he just wanted that clip of Ridgedale to get put in there. Yeah, fair point. If, <laughs> if, if the media guys have said to one of them, look, look as mentioned, yeah. Sweet Caroline, and then we can get that epic bit of the Riddler in it, then sound. Yeah, that's another one who I was messaging the other night. I was, you were? I was messaging in Coventry, I were. Oh, no. I, were. I get sort of... Although his phone number is readily available. Well, yeah, this is it. I suppose it's hoisted <laughs> on guard, maybe a little bit. <laughs> no, with the darts, I, I thought if somebody walked up to me, I probably would struggle. I'd need a bit of thinking time, whereas you've got yours. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Randy Travis. Going to have a little talk. It was um, it was Tyson Fury's walkout. I watched it, yeah. Beat Vladimir Klitschko in uh, 2015. In and how does it go? And it remains. <laughs> it remains <laughs> with a great walkout song. Yeah, I will do a rendition, but I don't want to do Randy Travis. I deserve it. You've um, got to strike that balance between getting people up for it, but then a bit cheesy at the same time, but not too cheesy, aren't you? So yeah, whereas that one does none of them. Which, Sweet Caroline. No, the Randy Travis thing. Ah. Why I really enjoyed it from Fury was because it was just... Mental. It was quite a useful motif on that night because like, he looked remarkably calm as if it was his destiny that night to become world heavyweight champion. And nobody walked to the ring against Klitschko, the old conquering Klitschko who hadn't lost for 10 years like that. Whereas Fury did. And he just looked so calm. It, it just looked inevitable that he'd... Um, that he produced what is, in my view, one of the great performances on the road by any British fighter. Mm. And yes, I've always enjoyed that song since. It'd be quite scary, really, hearing that, knowing you're in going into a fight. It's quite, a, quite an eerie one. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think boxing walk-ons are very different to darts. So I saw a few of them saying all of the lights, which is obviously, you, had, you adore that as a boxing walk-on. But I'm not sure it quite... You know, I think it would be good for darts, but... It's a, it's a very different vibe, isn't it? Yeah, the slight issue with that is so with the all of the lights is that like it's got that prolonged intro which gets you going and going and going. You're just on really yeah. in darts, aren't you? It's a thirty yeah, second darts. They tend to do like some some mixes of the songs where you get into the crunch yeah. early. Well, you can't really do that with so with walk-ons, in my view, especially all of the lights like. Kelbrook walking out against Amir Khan in his last fight was absolutely brilliant when the guy was on the piano and it all started slowly and then it cranked up and cranked up and cranked up. It was it is the great walkout song for me in boxing. But how could you do that after Kelbrook's done it beautifully for so long? Yeah. World class. Love that song. Great song, great walkout song. I, it is a I great song. Like walk, I'd quite like to walk out to the world's greatest by R. Kelly, but that would be ridiculous after his misdemeanours now, wouldn't it? But that is a great song by an absolute deviant, sadly. And there's a few that would fall into that bracket, I guess. Michael Jackson. Di Cornell yeah. said Red Hot Chili Peppers, and now he isn't the best bloke in the world, is he? The guy from that band. Have you read on read about him? No, I haven't. Have a read about him. To be fair, these characters can be flawed, can't they? Yeah, I'm sensing it's time to wrap the episode up. Or something. Yeah, just get 
Yeah, just yeah. get the impression we could be um, being done for defamation if we carry on this conversation. Right. Big one on Saturday and looking forward to it. We'll uh, yeah. reconvene after that. And who knows? Yeah. We could be sitting, could we? We could be sitting in the playoff places. We could well be daring to dream, couldn't we? I really hope that yeah, they'll turn out yeah, no, there will be. There'll be a good crowd, I think. It's just, can they rise to that occasion where they haven't in previous years? But I think we have changed a little bit of that in recent times. Tended to wear a few good days in front of big crowds. Oh, no. Unless we were to beat Hull about 8-0, we won't leapfrog them into the playoff places. But we could go level with them on points, which would be huge. I mean, if you go and wipe the floor with Hull on Saturday, then you really do start to think, crikey what is happening here, but one at a time, one at a time. I think that was what Ryan Lowe was saying afterwards, not getting carried away where he yeah. may have done uh, when he first yeah. came. I think if we're able to get four points out of these next two games, even three, three points at the yeah. end of the world, I think that would be a pretty good return because these are two genuinely very, very difficult games. And North End are on a run of form where you can't imagine it maintaining really purely for law of averages. We'll have to wait and see, but yeah, I really hope that there's a, a big crowd at Deepdale, everyone behind the lads, backing and raucous, loud, because what else would you be doing on a Saturday? We're like a few points outside the playoff places, competing some big names in this league. How could you be apathetic now? Come on now, because this is a big opportunity to do something great this season when it all looked lost. So let's mm-hmm. get behind them. Didn't even need to ask you to sign it off. Brilliant. This podcast was produced by Viva. It's the 90th minute and P&E are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.